Welcome back, friends. Thanks for joining us here on the Disney Co. In the Know podcast, where you stay up to date on Disney and Universal vacation news. I am your host, Bruce Beal, and tonight we are joined by special guest, Disney Co. In the Know contributor, Hannah. Hannah, welcome to the podcast again. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me back. Super pumped to be here. It's good to, it's good to have you, and I'm glad that you're here because we have like a full show of news to discuss. A lot of news coming out from Disney and Universal this week, uh, particularly Disney. So, um, so tonight, let, let, let's talk about the topics. I know they're scrolling across the bottom of the screen right now, but uh, Disneyland announces that they're going to reopen in July. Um, Disney Parks and Resorts come out with uh, enhanced cleaning measures in the rooms. The MLS is coming to ESPNY World of Sports. Um, Disney Cruise Line has canceled more more trips over to Europe later this year and more. So before, Hannah, we get into the news, uh, let's just give our, our, our part about the sponsor. So um, this show, this podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts who help plan your family's perfect vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. As always, our services are free to you. Visit us on the web at www.407vacations.com. All right, Hannah. So with that, I think uh, for time's sake, I know we're only a couple minutes into this show, but I think we probably need to get started on on all the news. So let's start with uh, the, the exciting news coming out of Disneyland. Um, just earlier this week, actually, um, it was early yesterday, they announced that Disneyland is going to reopen on uh, July 9th. That's the first date that they are reopening, which is uh, incredibly exciting. So uh, on July 9th, downtown Disney will be reopening the shopping district and with uh, great restaurants. July 17th, both parks will open. That's Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park. And then on the 23rd, two of the three resorts are going to open. Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel. And um, we can we can assume safely assume that um, Disneyland Hotel is not opening up with the other two for uh, capacity capacity reasons. You know, the same thing that Walt Disney World did. You know, limiting which resorts were going to be open to help keep capacity limits at the parks. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super exciting that Disneyland has finally announced their opening date. You know, we've, we've known Disney Worlds for a little bit now. And so having Disneyland's date out is super exciting. It's not too far behind um, Disney World, which is which is definitely good. I think one of the things that will be really interesting is um, it's just in time for the 65th anniversary of Disneyland. And so usually I would think they would want to do a big parade and kind of have a party and everything. But I'm sure that Disneyland is going to follow those same kind of guidelines that Disney World is where the parades won't be happening and a lot of the shows won't be happening. So it's kind of a bummer. They won't be able to celebrate this big anniversary, but just getting people back in the parks and back to the magic is what's most important. So yeah, I'm really glad that they're opening. Yeah. The, the big celebration this year for Disneyland is just reopening the parks. And so <laughs> it is, you're right. It is cool that the, the, the two parks will open um, on the 65th anniversary and, and similar to the way that Walt Disney World reopened uh, with the, the reopening of Disney Springs 
well before the the announcement or well before the projected date for the opening of the parks. Um, Disneyland's doing the same thing with downtown Disney. So um, testing out, you know, the reopening measures, inviting guests to come, um, you mm -hmm. know, shop. I know the World of Disney Store will be open. Um yeah, and just coming, coming, getting that that taste of Disney and letting Disney Land kind of start implementing those health and safety measures, just like Disney Disney World did. Exactly, opening that downtown Disney area, kind of getting a feel for how many people are like already willing to come out um, to kind of give themselves some preparation. I know that they're implementing the same procedure of needing reservations and having those tickets like already in. Um, that Disney World is doing. So that will definitely kind of limit like the the size of the crowd that's able to come. And then they're also, I'm sure, gonna have those capacity restrictions as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, so you're right. So I actually have here uh, with the notes on this story that uh, you're right, they are gonna implement the reservation system to get into the parks, just like Disney World. Um, I know after we th this show is published here in, in just a little bit, we're going to start getting questions on, well, hey, where can I make that reservation? Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, people are excited to get back into parks, you know, obviously. So um, just like us. But we, we don't know. We don't know uh, how the reservation system is going to work per se. Um, and we don't know when it's going to release. What we do know is that you will have to have a a valid theme park ticket and a reservation to get into the parks. So, and that's, that's one of the measures that they're doing to help limit capacity. So, um, and, and just like Walt Disney world, some of the exact same stuff will be implemented at Disneyland. So the temporary suspension of new ticket sales. So only guests with, who have annual passes in existing theme park tickets will be allowed to make a reservation. Um, that does not guarantee that you have, you will get a reservation, um, but that you will have the ability to make one. So, yeah. And I think one of the things that also will be interesting too, is I'm pretty sure that as of right now, California is still pretty locked down. So as things are slowly opening back up, I'm wondering if their capacity limits might also be a lot lower than Florida's. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to kind of, kind of see what happens with that. And if, um, I've not yet been to Disneyland it's on the <laughs> list, can't wait to get out there, but I'm not sure the size, like, are the parks pretty similar in size? Uh, so Disneyland and Disney California Adventure are both a little bit smaller. I would say Disneyland, um, in particular, um, but, um, I, I knew I, I was going to bring up that you had, uh, not been to Disneyland before. Uh, and I was going to say it, it is, it is absolutely spectacular. So, um, I, I, Disneyland is, um, I don't know. I'm stumbling over my words. It is such, it is such a great place. It, it's nostalgic. It's, uh, it's intimate. Uh, and, and I'm, I guess I'm just excited that it is opening back up with, uh, in July. So with the other parks, yeah. so, um, it, but you know, disappointingly the Disneyland hotel won't be reopening at, at this time. Um, that is such an iconic classic hotel for, for Disneyland. The, uh, Grand California hotel and spa is magnificent. Um, it has its own entryway into the parks. So that, that it's a really exciting place to stay. Um, mm -hmm. but I imagine that Disneyland hotel will open up, you know, in due time. So, yeah, um, I'm sure as, as the capacity limits grow, 
then they can open up that third hotel. Um, right. And, and get more people back in there. So right, and you know, while we're while we're on the topic of Disneyland, before before we move on, um, I, the the news kind of broke earlier this morning about this petition, or maybe it was late last night about this petition about the the retheming of Splash Mountain, and I've seen a lot of posts and, and commentary online about. Um, you know, particularly the Splash Mountain attraction at Disneyland. And so, um, you know, the retheming of Splash Mountain, just because it's based on Song of the South, a, a, a movie from the early or mid-1940s that has some, some racial undertones. And uh, the only thing I want to say about this is, is two things. One, um, we're, I'm going to address this a little bit more on Monday night's Facebook Live uh, on retheming Splash Mountain. Disney hasn't announced anything. I think this is a, a an online petition and fans. Um, but what I've seen with not only Disney fans, but some of the, the Disney news outlets is just uh, outright um, disrespect and, and rude comments on, on folks who have shared their, their desire for a retheming of Splash Mountain. And, and one of those uh, rethemings is Princess and the Frog. Um, but the only thing I want to say is like, no matter if, if you want to see Splash Mountain rethemed or you want to keep it, um, you know, Br'er Rabbit, um, Br'er Fox and, and Bear, um, no matter what side, just, just be respectful. I mean, it, it, you know, we, we've changed attractions in the past at Disney parks and, and, and again, no matter what side that you, you fall on, um, just, just be respectful. Uh, you know, it, 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 we all love Disney equally, um, and we all can't wait to get back into the parks. And, uh, anyways, okay, that's done, Hannah. I just, I felt like I had to, uh, to say that because I, the, the comments today online, and even by some of our um, colleagues doing Disney news and podcasts and stuff, I thought was just um, a little bit astonishing. And I think, yeah, I, you know, haven't gotten to to read all the comments and stuff myself, but I. It, it's really sad that a community like this is, you know, kind of attacking each other over this and, you know, people have different sides and, but I think we, you're right. We all need to respect each other and, you know, be kind while having these discussions and you're right. Like things have been rethemed in the past. And so I'm, I'm looking and, forward to hearing you talk more on Monday about it. Yeah. And the one thing I am going to say is whether or not Splash Mountain gets rethemed or not, um, I'll just preface, you will give a little spoiler on all my thoughts for Monday night is we absolutely need more Princess and the Frog in the parks. In my opinion, I think that is one movie that has terrific music um, some of the best, and I, I could just, I, I can envision Princess and the Frog being an attraction similar to Splash, Splash Mountain, um, going through the scenes with all the music, and so anyways, all right, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stop no, with that. I, I absolutely agree with you, we definitely need that, that increased representation in the parks for that movie and in general, so. Yeah, yeah, uh, more than just a character meet and greet at, at Magic Exactly, but, okay. exactly. All right, so let's move on. And so our second story, um, Disney announced, um, let me pull uh, it up here, um, an update from Disney Resorts Hotel from the Vice President of Worldwide Safety Services at Disney Parks, Katie Kelly, um, released an article on the Disney Parks blog about all of the measures that Disney Parks and Resorts are going to take um, 
in resort rooms to enhance cleaning, um, enhance the cleaning. So for for guest safety. So um, some of the stuff that was in this article, I'll pull up the the graphic. Well, not that graphic. Sorry. Uh, oh, and I just covered you, Hannah. So uh, just <laughs> mind, just don't mind that for a second. Um, You'll see the enhanced cleaning of guest rooms at the Disney resorts, you know, includes um, every room is going to have enhanced cleaning. Guests can check in online so they don't have to go to the front desk. They're encouraged for cashless transactions, you know, tr really trying to minimize the here. I'll tell you what, Hannah, I'm going to try to pull this to the middle here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you are. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, here, here's a photo of your face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's all we have for tonight's show, folks. No. Um, so, you know, minimizing the guest cast member interaction. Uh, but, you know, they released this graphic that you see here on the screen, which uh, we'll also talk more about on Monday night's Facebook Live show. But uh, you can even see they have a diagram of, of a standard room and uh, how they're going to clean it, I guess, even further than they already do. Disinfecting um, areas multiple times, changing out towels, um, you know, di different techniques that they're going to do. So... Uh, yeah. This is just more of, you know, assurances as the parks reopen and the resorts reopen that they are taking the measures that they can uh, to keep guests safe. Yeah, I think it's fantastic also that they have released what they're going to be doing because the parks themselves released a lot of those increased safety measures. And we knew that they were going to, you know, they said they were going to be increasing the cleaning in the hotels, but to actually have a list of what exactly they're going to be doing to make sure that health and safety are, you know, the top priority right now with everything going on. Obviously, you know, cleaning and, and health and safety are always a priority in the resorts, but having that list of exactly what they're doing, I think is going to make a lot of people feel much more comfortable with putting those reservations in and staying at those resorts, knowing exactly how they're going to be cleaning to keep us healthy. Yeah, I know. I know as a guest, it, it certainly makes me feel a little uh, better about going back, um, that they're, they're taking these measures. And as, uh, one of our, uh, participants and listeners, uh, on the Facebook live event we had on Monday, um, stated is remember to tip your, um, housekeeping staff when you stay at the, at the resort. So they, not only do they deserve your tip when you stay normally, but now with all the extra stuff that they're doing now, it's even more particularly important. So. Yes, tip them extra. They're working so hard to keep us safe. Yes. So, uh, you know, what was also fun um, after this announcement about Disneyland reopening, enhanced room cleanings at resorts, uh, the, the chairman of Parks and Resorts for Disney, Josh DeMauro, uh, had a nice message on the Disney Parks blog talking about, you know, what it means to be reopening, uh, reopening the magic and, and for, for guests. And so I, I just wanted to say I thought that was a really nice message. Um, and mm -hmm. it was really cool that he, he put that on the Disney blogs. You could tell that, uh, it, it seemed like it was his voice or, uh, it wasn't just, you know, some pre-written, uh, letter that, you know, Josh tomorrow's a, a, a guy that you always see in the parks, always taking photos with guests. He's a huge asset to the company as chairman of parks and resorts. And so, um, you know, him doing this sort of outreach to, to guests who haven't been able to be in the parks for so long, I just thought was a really nice touch. Absolutely. I love that he's, you know, you can, like you said, you can tell that he's the one who wrote it. And I think that it really goes to show as some of our other stories do tonight, that 
the, the folks at Disney and, you know, Josh in particular really care about the guests and their experience at Disney. And you can tell from how much care he's putting into, you know, what he's saying right now that like the guests are their number one priorities. And that's super like nice to know as a guest yourself right. that they care about you so much. Right. A lot of, uh, a lot of good messaging this week from, from Disney. So Disneyland reopening, enhanced cleaning, a nice message from the chairman of Parks and Resorts. So let's, let's use that to transition over to the news that was coming out from Walt Disney World this week. And that is that the Swan and Dolphin Resorts over on the boardwalk area near Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Um, now, Hannah, I have a photo that covers up both of our faces, so it's fair, okay? <laughs> Not uh, just me. Okay. <laughs> they are going to continue their temporary closure until July 29th. So that is um, you know, potentially exceeding what the other Disney resorts are. So if you have missed the news um, about the reopening of Walt Disney World here, I will uh, take off the graphic. If you have missed missed the news, uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom open up on July 11th, followed by Epcot and Hollywood Studios on July 15th. All we know as of right now is that on June 22nd, the DVC and Villas, Deluxe Villas, will, will reopen, um, but we don't have uh, a confirmed date on when the Disney resorts are going to open. Um, and so, but out of the Swan and Dolphin, they released their own statement on their website that they're they're staying closed until July 29th. So, I did think that one thing that was really um, important to know too with that story is that they said that as long as you cancel by July 5th, like there's no penalty to you, and they said that that applies to any future reservation. Yeah. So I think that, you know, not just those ones up until July uh, 29th, but it seems like they mean like any reservation you have with them. So if you have a reservation and you haven't canceled it yet um, and you don't feel comfortable going down, now would be the time to do that. Um, but they're they're saying, you know, within as long as it's before that 24 hours um, each day that you can uh, you can cancel with them. No penalty to you. So. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, that that is fantastic. Uh, obviously, as a travel agent, we like to see that. Um, we, are, you know, our clients and and, and fans or, or people who have vacations booked are constantly checking, um, and they're constantly looking for for news on how to modify their vacation to a future date um, or cancel it altogether. So, um, if you are someone who has a vacation booked and you're looking at rebooking it, or you uh, you know, thought that you'd be booking a vacation in the near future, but have not been able to reach out to us at www.forestandvacations.com. Uh, we'll get you hooked up and um, with a vacation planner and try to get your your vacation uh, rebooked for a future date. So, um, so yeah, I, I'll just say that we stayed at the Swan and Dolphin about six months ago, um, and. It, it, it is a really good resort. Um, a lot, of, a lot of folks kind of bypass it because it's not that Disney themed resort. Um, but you still get the benefits of, of staying at a Disney resort. Um, but and it's at the it's on the boardwalk, so it's right next to the boardwalk hotel. It's right next to um, the yacht and beach resort, and so you get mm -hmm. to ride the the boat to either park, Epcot or Hollywood Studios, and both are within a short walking distance. So um, it is definitely a hotel to consider when um, planning your family vacation. So, Absolutely. 
So, all right, Hannah, let's uh, let's move on over to the world of sports, which we don't talk about often on this show. Um, but no. with with, uh, <laughs> with the NBA and now the MLS moving over to uh, play a tournament at ESPN's Wide World of Sports. Now we're talking about we're talking about sports now on our Disney and Universal podcast. So the news breaking this week is that Major League Soccer will be playing a tournament. Uh, that is set up like the World Cup with round-robin games and then a knockout bracket. Um, one, one thing to note here, one of our contributors, Jake, he, he posted this article on our website at forestandvacations.com backslash in the know. And um, he also posted one about the NBA. The NBA is picking up their season where it left off, um, mm-hmm. well, starting with the playoffs. Um, the MLS yeah. is just playing this midseason tournament, and then um, and then they're going to finish their season at a later date. So it's not exactly picking up uh, where the season left off for them, um, but just kind of playing this tournament. I do know that this will include all MLS teams, and it starts on July 8th. That's the first game. It is projected that they'll play three games per day, not each team. Okay. They'll play three yeah. games per day. And then this tournament will end on August 11th. So um, I know I that. Think that's, that's fantastic. Like, you know, I know I, I like sports. I'm not the hugest sports fan myself. I, mean, I am a fan. Um, but with sports having been, you know, like kind of, shut down for so long. I think it's fantastic that Disney is is taking a part in getting these back on the air for a lot of folks. And I'm excited to see kind of, you know, how they televise the tournaments and getting some sports back out there for people to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, how, you know, how it relates even further to Disney, the teams arrive on June 24th. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. we do not know yet which resort or resorts they're going to stay at. So the NBA is projected to stay at Coronado Springs resort due to its, um, its proximity and the amount of space that that resort has. I don't know. I have not seen yet. Um, it announced where the MLS teams and players and their families are going to stay. So I think that is definitely something to, um, kind of keep an eye out for, um, to see where they stay because uh, if they're there until August 11th, whatever resort they're at will be closed down to the public. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe they'll, they'll put them both to uh, the NBA and MLS over at Coronado Springs. That, that could be a possibility. It's definitely big enough. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah. Has there ever been a time where, well, maybe the Olympics, but has there been a time when that, the, all those athletes were staying at one place, you know, I would say probably not even in the Olympics because if you think about it, I feel like in the Olympics, they probably, you know, may kind of split up where you stay by where you come from. Like different countries may book different places. Whereas these, like, this is the entire major, like major league soccer. So they're all gonna want to keep the teams together, but keep everyone also, you know, to help with capacity in the hotels and to help with, you know, like, the possible spread of if you know keeping everyone contained in one spot um to keep them safe yeah we could have them all together in one which would be really interesting it would be interesting i know that like for the olympics they have like olympic villages where they they build housing or they have housing for athletes 
which that, mm-hmm. that even might be scattered. So it, it would be interesting to see if they're all at the uh, Coronado Springs or another resort. So yeah, um, I know that the Four Seasons was also mentioned as a potential site to, to house all these athletes. But, um, but yeah, so all right. MLS is back, and it will start on July 8th at ESPN Wide World of Sports. So uh, go team, right, Hannah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, a, a fun article before we get to uh, vacation cancellations. So Disney released, and let me grab my phone uh, here. Um, Disney released the recipe for the gray stuff from Beauty and the Beast. And Hannah, I know you had some thoughts on this. So as I pull up the recipe here, uh, <laughs> what do you think of this? Yeah, so I saw the picture and I was like, oh my gosh, that actually looks delicious. Like I want to eat it right now. Um, in the animated movie, the line that they say is try the gray stuff. It's delicious. And they pull this, you know, silver platter out and open it up and you just see like a little pile of just like a little lump of something that does not look appetizing. No, (laughs) No, I'm like, um, nope, not putting that in my mouth. That looks not very good. And then I saw this picture, you know, that, the actual recipe that you can make. And I about licked my computer screen. It looks that good. It is. <laughs> it does. It's got like garnishes of like little pearls and sparkles. And it's this massive like whipped topping. And it just looks like I'm a huge fan of frosting. Anyone who knows me knows that I can just eat it out of a container with a spoon. And it just looks like this massive, delicious lump of frosting on a cookie. And I am so excited to make it. I think that might be what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah, um, and if you do, make sure to uh, take photos, and that and that goes for uh, that goes for anybody who who's making this. So it is really cool that Disney Parks releases these recipes um, that you can have at home, especially while we're we're all in quarantine or um, you know missing the parks because we can't be there. So it is really cool that they do this. Um, so if you are a listener or a viewer and you are making the gray stuff or any of the recipes for that matter, uh, send us a photo. We'll, we'll definitely put it in one of the videos or we'll put it up on our uh, Facebook or Instagram page. We want to see them. So Hannah, the recipe that's that we have, and this is on our, on our blog site, so forestandvacations.com backslash in the know. Um, it, the recipe makes 12 and it looks like cookies with icing on them. And I don't know, was there a cookie involved in the movie or like, is the cookie an addition? Do you think? I think the cookie might be an addition, you know, in the movie, I just remember the lump, but I also found it very unappetizing to look at. So I didn't look very closely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the ingredients are, uh, whole milk package of instant vanilla pudding mix so it must be pudding based uh mm-hmm. chocolate sandwich cookies um i don't i don't even see that in the okay a container of whipped topping um chocolate pudding mix okay a lot of pudding going on 12 sugar cookies and edible sugar pearls so we got chocolate sandwich cookies we've got sugar cookies we've got two different types of pudding um, I see why Sorry, now they I, call it gray stuff because yes, it's, it's not coherent. Just, <laughs> no. I I was looking into the recipe, you know, thinking what I need to get at the store uh, before this weekend, and it looks like you actually puree the the chocolate 
cookies up oh, and okay. mix that in with like the pudding mix and the whipped topping okay. to make that gray stuff on top. And then you put the gray stuff on the sugar cookie and garnish it with the pearls. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the finished product looks okay. Um, uh, on, on our article on the blog, we also posted the, the Disney, you know, short video on how to make it and what it should look like. I know that if I made this, Hannah, it would not look like what it was supposed to be. So, um, it does look okay, um, in the photo. So Hannah, if you make this or any of our viewers or listeners, uh, make this, please send us a photo. I want to see this and maybe even more importantly than how it looks. I want to know how it tastes. All right. Is it delicious mm -hmm. or not? So. Yeah, I'll I'll make it. I'll report back. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Okay, let's move away from the gray stuff and talk a little bit about um, kind of expected news coming from Disney Cruise Line, but yet still disappointing uh, for those with reservations. So Disney Cruise Line has canceled uh, more uh, cruise lines. Uh, specifically the European cruise lines up until I think it's October 2nd. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. Hannah. Um, yep, and this October includes 2nd. Adventure by Disney cruise, uh, cruises as well, um, all heading on over to Europe. So um, you can check out this story on our blog as well for a full list of um, the vacations that have been canceled. But, um, you know, pretty, it's still pretty expected to hear that the, the you know, these cruises are canceled one because mm -hmm. they're going abroad and two, um, because of the close quarters, everybody is on a cruise ship, obviously, but, um, but yeah, still, yeah, still the, disappointing to, to hear that, you know, your vacation is canceled. Definitely. And I, you know, like you said, with the close quarters on a cruise ship, and with people already having reservations in, it's not like you, they could cancel some and not others to maintain that social distance. Like that wouldn't be fair to anyone who was on the cruise. Um, and it makes sense too, like you said, going abroad. And then I know quite a few European countries are still under a lockdown. Um, France opens up July 10th. Um, and I know Italy is in the process of opening up extremely slowly. Um, and... So, you know, limiting the cruises over there to not overwhelm those countries as they're trying to open up and recover definitely makes sense. Um, as, like you said, as disappointing as it is. The one thing I thought that was absolutely fantastic is Disney is offering really great deals for if your cruise uh, is canceled because of COVID. They said 125% um, of what you paid for that trip can go towards another cruise with them up through March of 2022. So I, it's another instance of showing that like, Disney understands how disappointing this is and you can see how much they care about their guests because they're willing to go to these kind of lengths to make sure that you get to, to make up that vacation. And I love getting to see Disney caring for its guests during this difficult time for everyone. Right. And Hannah, I hate I hate to do a, a self-plug here, but I will say with all of these cancellations and news um, and all of the health and safety measures coming from parks and resorts, that it, it, it's kind of the, the perfect reason why... Um, to use a vacation planner or travel agent. Um, our services are free at 407 and Beyond Vacation Company. And so just to help you traverse this unknown um, and to get all the news about um, you know, all the health and safety measures, cancellations, modifications inside the parks. We've, we've had a podcast on it. We're, we're going to address it again on Monday night's live show. But just everything that's changing in the parks, the experiences are going to be different. And to, uh, to help you with that, um, you know, now's, now's the kind of the time to, to have a travel agent. So, 
Um, so I'm just I'm plugging ourselves there, uh, just because so many people are are looking for help on their vacation, and we're free. We we get paid from travel destinations uh, to help you out. So so please use our services. Um, we're we're happy to help. So um, so yeah. So as you said, the the 125 percent credit. On a future cruise, I think is a great deal. That um, I'm sure you said this, but that applies to those who have paid in full. Those who have not paid in full can get a refund. So um, again, I uh, you know that's kind of expected, but I, th I think it's great how how Disney is handling that. So absolutely, and I love also that Disney is super upfront about the fact that they're giving those refunds or that credit because um, I know that. Like a lot of places and airlines and things like that aren't necessarily super open about the fact that they're giving refunds. You kind of got to go through some back channels. And so you can just tell how much Disney really cares with the fact that they're being right up front with that. Right. And encouraging you to like get that refund or put that, you know, 125% credit towards something in the future. Right. And, you know, obviously they're, they're hurting by not having cruises and parks open. So they're trying to do everything that they can to get you uh, as guests to come back. And so, uh, mm -hmm. I think we're going to continue to see them be pretty, um, lenient on some of that stuff. But if you all actually do have a reservation at Walt Disney world, um, and I, I think this applies to Disneyland as well right now, they are not taking modifications, only cancellations. So, but I do know that that will, that will change as we go forth. So, um, yeah, one other thing to mention about the Disney Cruise Line story is that if you are getting a refund back, um, it's hard, but be patient. They are issuing refunds in the order in which you were going on vacation. So a lot of folks, th this was happening at Walt Disney World, they announced certain things um, like the elimination of dining plans, dining reservations, fast passes, but they're canceling a lot of those in the order in which guests were going on their vacation. So if you had a reservation for the fall or winter, um, that was not appearing on your My Disney Experience account. And so we, you know, mm -hmm. we had some folks concerned about that and, and the Disney community was a little bit uh, concerned about that, but they are going in order of, of vacation. So be patient. They will get to, they'll get to your refund or um, cancellation. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure like the volume of calls and stuff that they are working through right now is so high that they are tackling everything as fast as they can. So, right. So, so Hannah, that's all the news stories we have this week. I will ask, do you have anything uh, that you want to mention? I know that you are highly anticipating uh, the release of Artemis Fowl tomorrow, I believe, on Disney+. Plus. I, I appreciate... super excited. I appreciate Disney Plus releasing Artemis Fowl on my birthday. That is just so nice of them. Yeah. So I appreciate the, the, their support. It's a little gift for you. Right. <laughs> and uh, I do know that... You are anticipating, um, is it Percy Jackson, right? Yes, yes. yeah. So, um, you know, for those of you who don't know much about me, I am a huge reader, always have been, always will be. And Artemis Fowl and Percy Jackson were both two of my favorite series growing up. And I'm really interested to see what they do with Artemis Fowl. I can tell already from the previews that they're making some changes, but I heard that the author was an active participant in the changes that they made. So I'm really excited to see, you know, kind of what they do with that storyline. And then Percy Jackson was one of my all-time favorites, and maybe still is. Um, and the movies that came out, I'm going to be honest, immensely disappointed me. Um, they changed the ages. They changed the entire plot lines. They only made two of them. And the second one, I think, was possibly the worst 
movie I've seen. I was so disappointed <laughs> with it. And this, this book series is on my shelf right now. I love it so much. And um, the author, Rick Riordan, has, you know, talked about how he's collaborating with Disney to make sure that this series follows the plot line of the books, keeps with the ages of the characters. They're supposed to be 11 when it starts. And so I'm super excited to see um, what Disney does with the TV series. And by making it into a series instead of a movie, they can put so much more of that detail in there. We can get that great character growth. Um, I know they haven't started filming yet, but the actors who were in the movie have all spoken up and said that they are super excited to see um, the books done some justice and see what Disney creates. So I am beyond pumped. I'll make sure to keep you guys posted as to when the series starts filming, when we can expect it to be on Disney Plus. So, Well, Hannah, I can say I'm excited for you because I know how excited that you are. Uh, and so I hope you do keep us uh, in the know on, on this um, in the Artemis Val. And maybe uh, maybe readers of the blog will see a review of Artemis Val and Percy Jackson on the blog by you. So um, they can check, it, check that out there. So, all right, Hannah, anything else before we wrap up? I think we got it all covered. All right. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm good as well. So if you are a viewer or listener, make sure to check us out on iTunes at Disney Co. in the know. Uh, take us with you wherever you go. And uh, on Monday nights at 730, we do a Facebook live event where you get to tell us what your favorite things are, how you feel about things happening in the parks and resorts. Uh, and, and really get to participate in the discussion. So Facebook Live is a totally different event. And Hannah, I've got these icons going over your face again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're going to have to change that. Um, so yeah, just Hannah, just go ahead and give us a point to, you know, to the icons. Yeah, so right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Facebook Live is, is just a different event. So our podcast is for you to take us where you go, getting all your Disney and Universal news. But Facebook Live is where you get to participate. Tell me what you think, what your favorite things are, and really just participate in the discussion. It's where we can all come together as Disney fans and Disney friends um, and enjoy each other's company in good conversation. So um, you can also check out Disney Co. and the No Podcast on YouTube. Hannah, can I get a point again? Perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, wrong way. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'm Yeah, you're good. Um, so yeah, check us out on YouTube. Uh, watch prior episodes. We not only do weekly news and updates, but we also have fun conversations like fast pass strategies at specific parks. We talk about our favorite resorts and, and just those fun conversations that I would like you to join us on Facebook Live. And so I get to know your opinion and uh, have a good time. So Hannah, I'm taking away these icons real quick so they can see <laughs> as we close. So Hannah, thanks for joining me this week on the podcast. Um, I will see you soon. And uh, obviously, we'll have a lot of Disney and Universal news. We didn't even get to Universal this week. Um, but a lot of news coming out in, in the next couple weeks. So we will see you back on the show, okay? Yes, yes definitely. Excited to be bringing back, back uh, bringing all the news and letting everyone know what's up with our parks. All right, Hannah, thanks again uh, for our viewers and listeners. Thanks for joining us this week, and we will catch you soon. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.